You're listening to Rewire with Susan, the podcast for you to learn in 12 minutes or less software development topics in the most simple way and acquire some guidance for your career in tech. Strap up and let's go. Here's your host, Susan. Hello, guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of Rewire with Susan. I'm your host, Susan, as you know, or may not, (laughs) if this is your first time here. Um, today I'm going to be talking about surviving legacy code. Now I feel like, as I said, that um, some people probably had chills go down their spine. <laughs> Sorry if I caused you such pain, but yeah, we're going to talk about that today. If you've dealt with code written in the past or before you joined the team that you know should have been refactored, but you're afraid to change, um, this is definitely for you. And I think that basically summarizes most almost everybody's experience. Uh, so legacy code is basically code that's had many um corrections or revisions over the years first of all i would like to put it out there that legacy code doesn't always mean dirty that it's old doesn't mean it's wrong um many of us already have assumptions about legacy code writers (laughs) they probably didn't know what they were doing their license should be revoked I'll do this better, like a lot better. Those are some of the assumptions we might have. Um, But the truth is that many people that probably made these changes did not fully comprehend the code that was existing before adding their own changes. So really, how many people do you want to go after? (laughs) Secondly, haven't we all written legacy code at some point before? It's easy to say no, right? But try looking back to where you worked some months ago and ask questions. Also, wait for it, your code will eventually become legacy, no matter how dry and clean it is right now. Now, there are a number of reasons why we might want to change software. It could be that you are adding a new feature, you are fixing a bug, or you just want to improve the design generally. Dealing with legacy code can be a hassle because most teams want to preserve the behavior of their products and not lose trust in their software. Also, there are risks that are involved in making changes like this, such as figuring out What changes do I want to make? How do I know that what I've done has been done correctly? And how do I know that the most dreaded one, I have not broken anything? (laughs) Sometimes it's more convenient to ignore a looks fishy but works function and create something else just to mitigate risk. If it's not broken, don't fix it, right? It's very tempting to think that we can handle software problems by avoiding legacy code, but more often than not, it leads to more problems also if you really think about it if you are avoiding legacy code or if you are trying to run away from um, making changes there are also cons you know of doing that you could get rusty because when you don't make changes often it's increasingly gets difficult for you to figure out what can break now a lot of the time legacy code really doesn't have to be totally rewritten it can also be updated So on this episode, I will be sharing some of the things that you might want to keep in mind when you decide to take the bold step and make changes to legacy code. Are you ready for this? All right. Fasten your seatbelts. So the first is own it, right? Whether you like it or not, you have inherited this legacy code. It is now yours. What you're going to do with this newborn baby that's been committed to you is can only be determined by you but it is really essential for you to take ownership, right? At some point, you would really get tired of complaining about whoever wrote the code before because it might just, first of all, it might be more than one person. They also could have been complaining about who wrote the code before them 
and it just goes on and on like that and really there's nothing to gain from doing that right so now you have this inheritance so just own it and let's move forward <laughs> the second is visit documentation and code comments now in a perfect world if there is up-to-date documentation reading the docs would help you answer some of the questions like what the app does how is the data flow how does my new feature or my bug fix fit in this way you have context on where to start fixing your legacy code or your newborn baby <laughs> now the third is add tests before making changes this is like one of the most important things you want to do when you make changes to code without adding tests you can't say for sure that you did not break anything after adding the changes so one way to know um, is by adding tests when you do this you get feedback about the changes you made so for instance if you add test and um, a functionality breaks as a result of the introduction of your code you would know outright you won't find out when the code gets to the code gets to production <laughs> the fourth thing that's important to note is ask for help ask for help right it's 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 helpful if you still have those who wrote the code around you go through the code base figure out where your knowledge gaps are talk to them to walk you through those gaps you know and instead of wasting so much time trying to figure out some things it might be helpful to just you know ask questions ask for help the fifth thing is know when to say goodbye <laughs> so if you've done all of the above and you find that you're taking too long refactoring um just to add a feature or fix a bug it might be a much better use of your time to rewrite the code entirely to introduce your new feature now i don't mean rewriting the whole code base in some cases maybe that might be <laughs> what you have to do but in like more often than not you might just need to rewrite the functionality that is responsible for introducing your feature and now the problem with this is that you could introduce bugs unknowingly you could also remove an existing functionality, which is why it is very important to have unit testing. So that way, if you do this, you're able to spot it immediately. In all of this, I have to emphasize that all code <laughs> will eventually become legacy code. Let me repeat that so that it sinks in. All code will eventually become legacy code. So there's no need to spend too much time complaining on previously written bad code own your newly inherited code and write tests hope you learned something from this episode i will see you in the next one have a good one peace head on over to rewirewithsusan.com to catch up on all episodes and don't forget to subscribe to your podcast player and drop a review if you like this show